I th- I'm going to go with Milak only because he's got more range Are in different really? events to be able to break a world record. Whereas Popovich will only break the world record, in my op- opinion, in the hundred. He might break it multiple times. Obviously, I'm going to I'm going to tell you now straight away. The comment section on YouTube are going <laughs> to crucify you for that because Popovich is the name in swimming right now. Welcome to the Propulsion Swimming Podcast, where we aim to give swimming the coverage and publicity it deserves. Every week, we celebrate the sport we love with amazing special guests and topics from around the swimming pool. And now, here are your hosts, Scott and Dan. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Propulsion Swimming Podcast. I'm your host, Scott, and back with me, as always, is my good friend, Dan. And on this week's episode, we are having a little bit of fun as we talk about the world of swimming in a kind of prediction, unlikely scenario sort of podcast. We would love to get podcast guests on, but at this time of year, swimmers, obviously, they had a very long cycle, three incredibly tough meets this summer. So a lot of them were on holiday, so we thought we'd rather not bother them. So Dan, on today's episode, we are going to be talking what's more likely in the world of swimming. It's going to be fun. Yeah, you very much threw this upon me right at the last minute. I was like, okay, right, we're just we're just going for it. So there's nothing really planned at all. It is a lot of fun. So a, lo- a lot of these, I don't know, it, it will be opinionated, I suppose, maybe 50-50 chances or like 10%, 10%, things that are pretty maybe unlikely. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's good to get involved, I think. So if you are watching on YouTube, comment below with some of your answers. And yeah, let's all let's have a bit of fun with it. Yes, the whole scenario of this episode is we are going to put two different scenarios against each other. Now, they might be 50-50 calls, so it might be a case of who's going to set the most world records, this swimmer or this swimmer. Um, But there also might be a few really random ones where it's like a 5% chance against a 5% chance of this happening in the world of swimming. And Like like Dan said, we're just going to have some fun and see what comes out in the wash. Um, We we enjoy doing these episodes, don't we? Just, Just have some fun. Yeah, no script whatsoever. We've got like a rough draft of <laughs> ideas that we could throw at each other. But uh, yeah, most of it is just make it up as you go. And usually that's the way, that's what makes it funny, I suppose. So yeah, I yeah. think we should just, let's just get into it. It's, it's going to be quite a bit of fun, this one. Okay, Dan, as this is my sort of podcast idea, shall I kick things off with the first scenario? Okay, yeah, go on. Okay, so I'm going to kick things off nice and simple with a comparison for you. Who is more likely to set the most world records over the course of their career from this point onwards? Okay. Christoph Milak or David Popovich? Ooh. Okay. Ooh, that's interesting. Mm. Because in my... When I think about it, I don't think that 200 freestyle world record is going in my head because I can't get the numbers. He might get there at the end of his career. Maybe at the end, so he's going to break that. That that counts as one, then, isn't it? So you're mm-hmm. saying, let's say with Milak, he's a 200 flywood record holder. If he breaks it by the smallest margin, then breaks it again, that counts as two, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So I think Milak has a good chance at getting 100 eventually as well. 100 fly. Well, the thing is, he's got competition in the likes of Dressel in the 100. But then again, so does Popovich from Chalmers and Dressel in and the Dressel 100 well. free. Yes. Yeah. So really, I think. I'm going to go with Milak only because he's got more range in different events to be able to break a world record. Whereas Popovich will only break the world record, in my opinion, in 100. He might break it multiple times, obviously. But I think Milak is going to get another world record in a 200. Probably two, maybe three times. He's going to challenge that 100 fly world record as well. 
Um, he looks quite good in 103 as well, <laughs> to be honest with you, but I don't think he'll well, get I, that. He won't get that world record. So, ah, it's a difficult one. I'm still going to go, I'm, gonna, I'm still going to go Milak, I think, just, it's, oh. Are we, are oh, we going the, to like? Are we going to try I'm gonna, and tally I'm going to tell this? you now straight away. The comment section on YouTube are going <laughs> to crucify you for that because Popovich is the name in swimming right now. Um, I think, I think it's got to be Popovich. Surely for that 100 free, that can just drop and drop and drop and drop. The 200 fly, you hmm. can't drop that in almost like in every round of swimming. You can only do that in a final, probably once a summer, like. Hmm. Like he did last summer, essentially. He did Worlds, he did Europeans, he didn't break it at Europeans. Okay. Whereas Popovich, for that 100 free, yes, he didn't break it in the semifinals, but he got mighty close. You can break 100 free in the semifinal and then again in the finals. So that counts as two, in my eyes. And we're not even oh, yeah. discussing the 200. I know you're very much that is still out of reach. I'm in the camp that that is in reach, given that at the Olympics, it's earlier on in the schedule compared to the 100. I, I think he gets that at the Olympics and then does the 100 free all of the rest of the other time. So if you're guessing, how many times do you reckon Poffich is going to break a world record for the rest of his a career? world record? Roughly speaking. Obviously, this is all guessing. I've got five huh? plus. I've got five plus. I think he's, he's got gonna... five. He's only 17. What am I on about? It could be 10. <laughs> this, is the, this is the fun part of the podcast, Ooh. isn't it? We've okay. got absolutely That no wasn't idea. part of the scenario. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, curveball. Um, oh, yeah, well, listen, I'm not going to... It's difficult to disagree with you because Popovich can... I don't know what his limit is, so... This is, this is the thing. Both of them are going to break world records again. We're not yes. saying that. Yeah. Who's more likely? You're going Milak. I'm going Popovich. Let's see in the comments section who is remarkably wrong, Dan. <laughs> um. <laughs> I, hey, I don't know. I mean, we we somehow need to keep score of this, so we've got to keep, keep an eye score. on for the rest well, no, of their career. <laughs> Um, I'm, okay. I'm still relatively confident with Milak because I think that 200 fly time comes lower and lower and lower, much the same with Popovich in the 100, which you're predicting. Okay. Um, yeah. And if he's able to get the 100 fly as well, I mean, then he's got two events to keep knocking down. You know, that that's my Weird, thought process. Anyway. Weirdly, in all of this now, Dressel is the unknown, given yeah, his crazy, summer this it? year. It's crazy to think he was the name of swimming for like three, four years, and now he's the unknown name. It's it's all very odd, <laughs> and and he still should be. To be fair, I mean he can still knock out a good fifty free, fifty fly, hundred fly, hundred free. Mm. You know, so he's still right up there. It's just that we haven't seen him race, and so everyone has sort of short term memory. I guess that's that's yeah. the the problem. But um, mm. interesting question. Yeah, let us know your comments below because uh, we are, I don't know, we're very much fifty fifty here. So yeah, leave we're your split. comments. We're split. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, your turn. You get the premise now. You get the premise. All right, well, let's stick with Popovich. Let's stick with Popovich. Okay. All right. If they were to race tomorrow, okay, you've got David Popovich and you've got a prime Michael Phelps in a 200-meter freestyle. Who wins? Tomorrow. Well, they race a prime tomorrow. prime Phelps against a Popovich now. So their times are basically identical when you look at it on a stat sheet. But who would actually win the race, would you say? Popovich, because Phelps doesn't have his suit. Okay, yeah. I didn't think of the super suit. Because Phelps yeah. had the laser when he set that identical time. Interesting. I, yeah. That, that's my logic. That That's the only... Because their time, even their splits in that 200 they're, freestyle are now the near on identical. They're the, yeah. they're the same swim. Um, yeah, Popovich did it without the suit. Yeah, interesting. And they did it in the same pool, didn't they? If I'm remembering correctly. 
Uh, or Phelps, Phelps from it, that one in Beijing. He did it in Beijing, that one. Yeah. Yeah, see, I think Popovich might go faster indoors. I don't know. I don't know the science behind it. I thought it was better to swim outside. That's the reason why you see Rome getting but, so many Well, you get records. a bit of a wind assist, but you also get a wind mm. against you. So. Against on the other length, yeah. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, my thought process when I was thinking of this question was the the mentality of the summer. And, of course, you know Phelps is okay. really, really um, almost aggressive Oh, you're thinking more the head-to-head head than the time. I, that that was the thought press. So, uh, okay, so I, you th- that, you think maybe Phelps tries some antics behind the block and intimidation and like he did cabbage, that sort of stuff. <laughs> something, <laughs> something along those lines. That was the thought process behind the question, but I never the really thought win. about the, okay. the, the super suit as such. But then we talk about Popovich's mentality with him only being That's 17 and he's quite mature for his age, etc., etc. So that was the thought process. I haven't actually thought of an answer for myself here. If I had the, the mentality idea when I thought of the question, I would, I would go for Phelps. Because okay. I don't, he doesn't like losing, and he doesn't really lose. Um, so that's the reason why I picked Phelps. But again, I'm going against the whole big supporter of Popovich right now. So yeah, it's a, <laughs> an interesting one. Yeah, interesting, interesting. Um, mm. This is wow. We haven't planned this. This is a very nice segue. Okay. Um, so my next one: What's more likely to happen? Phelps's eight golds goes. Okay. Or a female gets more medals than Emma McKeon did. At the Tokyo Olympics. So you got Phelps's golds, eight golds, yep. against McKeon's seven medals. Which one is more likely to go first? So when you say go first, there'd have to be a male swimmer to win nine golds. Is that what Correct. you're saying? Or, oh, or a female swimmer. That is super. Oh, okay. So, okay, okay. I mean, both very unlikely. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, this is this is the thing. Um, I also kind of, with this kind of scenario, I want to put a little bit more respect on what Emma McKeon did at Tokyo. That yes. went way yeah. too quiet. That was ridiculously good. Gets brushed under the carpet a bit too much, that one. So the, the choice is uh, a summer getting nine golds yeah. or a female, a female getting, getting eight medals. Eight medals. I suppose based off that, it's going to have to be a female getting eight medals just because it's one less medal. Um, who I mean, who's likely to do it? Who's the next closest to get as many goals as that? Dressel got five in Tokyo, and that was seen as a big accomplishment. Mm. So yeah, he's Dressel got, was closest, I think, yeah, given so the American got, relays. You've got to have a summer go nearly double that. <laughs> I know there's more. There's well, more there's chances now the mixed, mixed relays, relays now. Getting, yeah. getting put in. Yeah. Um, but is there a female swimmer as of right now outside of someone like Emma McKeon who will challenge for eight medals? Ledecky. Ledecky. So if you have the what? Two, the four, the eight, the 15. Well, this is just medals. Just medals. It's yes. Oh, true. Yes, just medals. Okay. Um, four by two. Mm-hmm. She wouldn't be involved in these mixed relays. That's the issue for Ledecky. So she's got five there. Now, five. Yeah. Over in America at the national meet, she did a four AM and she did a good four AM. And you only have the medal, I suppose. But then you've got yeah, someone like so Summer McIntosh. Does she ever swim through. it? It clashes with four three pretty badly. It's on the first day. Yeah, <laughs> it's that's a terrible double. I don't think anyone's going to be able to do that uh, amazingly well. Obviously, you'll have one good swimmer. So she's essentially she's. Do you reckon she does a one hundred three? I don't medaling? think she's part. No, I don't think she's part of the four by one really. She wouldn't do it. So that, she's stuck at like so. five, isn't she? Yeah. Really? So you really need a sprinter who can do multiple events. Someone like Sarah Sostrom, 
but if she was part of, let's say, America, because then... Well, the Swedish team's good. Swedish team's really good. So you get the, it... the 50 free, the 100 yeah. free, the yeah. 100 fly. Yes. There's no 50 fly. That's a shame. The yeah. 200 4 by maybe? 1 women. She was quite strong at 200. I could, uh, she's not going to medal. Yeah, it's a difficult one. It's quite an open she race used at the to. moment. She used to. I don't think she medals now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you said the 4 uh, by 1. 4 by 1 women. The yep. medley women. Mm. And then so the six. mixed... Mixed 4 by 1 medley. I don't think they've mixed 4 by 1 freeze in the program yet. Yeah, so if anyone's going to do it... You're stuck. I th- yeah. I'm, like I said, both are extremely unlikely. And if we can't think of a female to win eight medals, a female's not winning eight, uh, nine golds. Um, and then who well, out of the think, male okay. side? What's, what's the other one then? So, Klekazan? She's the same as Showstrom. You get to six and then you're stuck. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Um, and on the male side, I mean, Dressel really is You need is someone who does best. 100 and a 200 free as well as all of the sprints, which is what Emma McKeon did. Yes, yeah. Could Summer so, McIntosh get there? Well, she's got a strong Canadian team with her, especially on the women's side anyway. Okay, so Summer McIntosh could do two fly. Yes. Two IM, four IM. Yeah. Four free, two free. I'm not looking at schedule clashes. There are some yeah, schedule difficult. clashes there. That's five. Then she's on the four by two relay for sure. Yep. So that's six. six. All then she needs to get on is the four by one. That's potential. Canada have maybe. always been pretty strong there. Yeah, maybe. And I don't think relay. she gets on the four. I don't think she gets on the mixed medley. I don't think she does. She's not the fastest hundred freestyle in Canada. So she's then mm. seven. At a push. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> so, yeah. So both are very unlikely. <laughs> but if we're <laughs> yes. going to pick one or the other, I think we're closer on the eight medals for a female, aren't we? I think we're closer yeah. on that front. Oh, I thought you were going eight, nine golds. Oh, no. <laughs> no one's anywhere near that, I'm afraid. I, I, honestly, that record that Phelps got, those eight goals, I don't think that's ever going to be touched. I don't... I. I'd love to see it go, but I really, I doubt it very much. Okay, so that was a particularly hard one to compare. What have you got next for me? Um, I'm going to go and think of something to do with relays here. So if you've got Sarah Sostrom and Siobhan Horhey as part of the American 4x1 freestyle team, would that team, that America team with those two swimmers, would they beat the Australian 4x1 team? <laughs> and you're asking me to do this without looking at the splits and doing the math. Yeah, just off the top of your head. So you've got to try and work out who would be part oh. of that American team, of the, the other two swimmers. Then you've got to work out the Australian team, which is kind of self-explanatory already, and then roughly guess who, who roughly would win that race. Yes, you're, yeah. you're nice and kind, aren't you? So the two <laughs> other American swimmers would be, for me, Tori Husk and Claire Kazan with potential Kate Douglas and maybe Simone Manuel if she comes back to full hmm. if she comes back to full form but I'm going to stick with it being Tori Huss, Claire Kazan they can both go a 52 point and then you're throwing in Showstrom and Hawkey hmm. so what could yeah. Showstrom do well Showstrom's world record holder on a high 51 but she hasn't really been anywhere sort of close to that so she's a low 52 
And Hawk, 52. Yeah, and Hawkey's much the same as well, low 52. So you've got three mid. of them then who can go, so let's say Klekazan 52 high, Tory Husk 52 high, and then you've got 52 low, 52 low against the Australian team, which is likely to be Molly O'Callaghan. Oh, wow, this is hard to pick. Uh, <laughs> Emma McKeon. Yeah. I have no idea where Kate Campbell is other than mm. touring through Europe on her Instagram. looks very fun. Yep. Um, yeah, let's put Kate Campbell and then probably Shana Jack at this point. Or, I'd put Shana yeah, Jack. Yeah, Shana Jack. Yeah. So that's uh, right now 52-52. Yeah. 52 and 51 for Emma McKeon. 51 high. Maybe. I mean, all of them on their good day can find a 51 point. Oh, man, point, you've, just, imagine, you've but... just made two relay teams that all go 52 points and potentially lower. <laughs> gut well, feeling... Uh, gut feeling Australia. Yeah. Still. I, well, like we said at the start, some of them were going to be 50-50-50s, and this really would be a 50-50 race, wouldn't it? Right? Yeah, throw me under the bus with <laughs> Um, I would also go for Australia because I worked out that they were all roughly speaking 52 mid if you put them all as average. Um, and then it all comes down to relay takeovers. And if you want to be doing a relay takeover, you want to be doing a relay takeover off someone that you probably train with and know quite well, you know, which obviously Australians mm. do. So that's that was my thinking behind picking Australia. Tough one, eh? <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. That was fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Mm. Okay, so a little bit more of a fun one. Okay. What's more likely? The ISL comes back in 2023. Okay. Okay. Or we now see world championships every year from now on. Um Okay. I'd see, say both are probably quite likely. Yeah, I would say so as well. I I would actually I th hmm, I think ISL definitely comes back at least for one more year to see how the numbers are, I guess, on viewership and stuff like that. And then who knows what FINA are doing at the moment with World Champs. I'm not quite... I, I assume Champs it's is now their cash cow. Yeah, I assume it's COVID-related because they lost so much money over those two years and so they're trying to get it all back. Um, so I would say both are likely, like you say, but which one is most likely? Is that the question? Yeah. I'm going to go with ISL to be the most likely out of the two. Just. Wow. Yeah. Oh, you disagree? Okay. I was going the other way. Okay. I was going world champs on now every year because that's the pattern that we see until past Paris, really, isn't it? I think it's already confirmed all the way to 2024. Uh, yes. Well, actually. And if they're it... committed to doing this in an Olympic year, it's world mm. champs every year from now on. Maybe, but I honestly think ISL is not a done deal, but I actually do think it's definitely happening. At least one more time. That wasn't part of the question. You didn't. You didn't say whether it's a continuous ISL every. No, no, no. I just on. said if it comes back. That's it. Yeah, if come it back. Comes yeah. back. I'm, I'm, I mean, you've got to factor into this the fact that ISL stopped because all of the money's trapped in the war in Ukraine and we couldn't get. Yes. Do you factor that into your thinking at all? You can't pay anyone right now because the money's stuck. Well, that, I think that's the reason why it only goes one more year, because I think they'll still have a little bit of money issues with paying the summers, for example. Um, but they are under new management, if you like, new CEO, new commissioner. Yeah. Um, but again, I don't know where this, if there is new money coming in at all, whether it's really going to be there. ISL over so, world champs. Really? 
I think so. I, well, you say if Worlds is going to be on every year for the rest of time. From now let's on. Say. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I think they're both likely. I think they're both okay. going to happen. But I think ISL is definitely going to happen next or it will return whereas i'm not absolutely certain that worlds will be every year for foreseeable that's it interesting interesting again leave the comments below (laughs) (laughs) oh just just throw it out to the listeners when we have no idea we're on the fence yeah yeah uh all right my turn my turn um i'm gonna make up a new race okay and it's quite an interesting race if you have a race at the Olympics, whatever meet it is, it's a 50-meter underwater race. Streamline dolphin kick. Male male and female, so two separate races. Who is the world record holder? In men's and women's. Well, so this isn't a male a race more likely, is it? This it's is not, just no. a scenario. These are scenarios, right. yeah. Who's the world record holder in? The men's side and then the women's side. The obvious answer for the men's is Dressel, but I don't think it is. I'm going to go Milak for the men's 50 underwater. Okay. Because his... Dressel's got the start. No doubt he's got the start. But there was footage, actually, I saw on Twitter the other day of Milak's underwater kick, and it is astonishing how much Mm. he gets out of so little. Yeah. Yeah, he's very um, strong. So I'm going Milak on the men's. Okay. On the women's. Who's got the best underwater on the women's? I had to think Ooh. about this one. I'll give I you a bit Maggie of time. I'm Maggie McNeil. Okay. So I've gone 50 underwater. World record is going to be held by Milak and Maggie McNeil. Interesting. Okay. okay. Uh, uh, let's start with the women's side. I've got two possibles with Maggie McNeil being one of them. And I think that would probably be my choice in the end. The other choice was Beta Nelson, who's extremely okay. strong at underwaters. Um, but I, I, I think I agree with you on Maggie, Maggie McNeil. I mean, you only have to look on at the men's her side. F- are you going to throw Joe back. Litchfield in? No, I'm not actually. No, <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of surprised that you didn't think of him in your thought process at all. Because I didn't say I didn't say anything about being on your front. You can be on your back. Ah, okay, okay. And so you're so going a backstroker. I'm got. I've gone for Ryan Lochte. And I think it's a hands-down winner. Oh, I thought you were going to go for, like, Ryan Murphy. He's also up there, but I honestly Ooh. think like, Ryan Lochte, if you, let's say you have a, a dive, then you just roll, rotate onto your back and then carry on on your back. I think Ryan Lochte would get it. I wasn't thinking about historical swimmers, if I'm perfectly honest. I know he is oh. still going, but he's not yeah. going now. <laughs> I, I, Ooh. I, who owns the world record? That was the... That was the you own the world record. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. But you said Milak, so there you are. <laughs> I did say Milak. Did that throw you off? Um, I, Milak didn't even come into my thought process. It was it was oh, Lochte okay. first, and then Phelps, Dressel. Um, I, had, I had the idea of Chad being in there, because he's quite good at breath-holding. Um, and I, then I well, went... That wasn't really in my thought process, breath-holding. Yeah. I think they can all do it. And then Ryan Murphy. So it was between Lochte and Ryan Murphy for me in the end. And then I thought, well, I think we've seen Lochte go 24, 25 seconds for underwater 50 meters. Something like that. Underwater. If it's I crazy. can find the clip, I'll pull it onto the edit on YouTube. Yeah. Oh, it's crazy. Crazy fast. But um, yeah. Okay. Okay. Leave nice your comments below. Scenario there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, we'll put a poll out on Twitter 
after this podcast yeah, yeah. is live and everyone can vote on the poll which scenario they think is gonna happen first yeah i mean you haven't done a what's more likely but in the thought process of that a what's more likely came out of it yes yeah <laughs> um i'm gonna go british women british women because we are a british women podcast um i've got i've got three fun ones for british women i don't know if you've got that many but okay we'll see so my first one is uh, what's more likely for sports personality so who is more likely to get nominated from british swimming this year oh boy ben proud yeah or tom dean oh oh <sighs> do you know what weirdly i think tom dean is more well known than ben proud to the average joe blogs on the street because, because he won olympic gold. that olympic gold well actually won two olympic golds because of four by two as well yep. um and so that's the reason why i think he's more popular i guess that's a yeah. weird word this isn't say. this isn't a this isn't what you think or what would you would like to happen this is yes. what you think would happen yes yeah 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 um so who's likely to because bbc sports personality is really all accomplishment based and being popular right i think we'd probably uh, yeah, agree it's not on that. personality essentially it, if anyone's personality listen, if anyone's listening in from a different country it's our award over here where it's a popularity contest and you've got to be good at sport it's not really personality. Yes, yes. So it's got nothing to do with that. It's based on achievements and yeah. whether the, I don't know, people in, in sports would actually choose one of these two swimmers, of which I think both of them should be there. That's my opinion. But if I were to pick one of the two of who's most likely to be nominated, it would probably be. <laughs> but Ben Proud's just won the 50 meter freestyle three times. So uh, um, I'd, I'd have to go Tom Dean just because I think more people would know him. But logically, it should be Ben Proud, right? That's yes, yes. <laughs> I think yes. Okay. Have you got any British swim ones, or do you want me to fly through mine? Uh, go on, you just do, do yours. That was quite a fun one. Uh, okay. So, G which event are GB most likely to produce a medalist in? Okay. Distance swimming in the pool, or open water swimming, and this is at the Olympics. So, which one are we most likely to produce a medalist in? Male or female? Yeah, just full stop. Any, any swimmer. Because British women need to do better at these events. Yeah. Um, I mean, it doesn't count that Dan Jervis is already sort of close to meddling anyway. That doesn't matter. That does count. It Counts does count. It's a your thing, but he hasn't got an Olympic medal. No, not, as, not just yet, no. Yeah, but um, that can count into your predictions. Yeah, okay. I mean, it's a tough old field in that men's 15 and 8 at the moment. I'd um, say the same for open water. <laughs> well, yes, yeah. So any medal, any colour, they have to be British. Toby Robinson's doing quite well. Hector Pardo is still there, you know. But you've still got the likes of Wellbrook, Romanchuk and Pouchineri all doing open water. Yes, yeah, that doesn't help at all. I know. Um, ah, so pool swimming or open water swimming? Distance, essentially, yeah. Yeah. Open water is hard. I'm going to... Mm, blind. <laughs> um, I can't think of anyone who's going to challenge for a medal on the women's side in open water. You've got Alice Deering. Um, uh, Ella Dyson does a little bit. Yeah. The, Wick the Wickham program focuses a lot on open water swimming. Yeah, they, they add it to the program, don't they? Uh, yeah, uh, Ella Dyson. There's Fleur Lewis. Um, yes, potentially yeah. on the distance side. If you're willing to wait this out, and you don't think there's anything in the water right now, 
maybe Amitley Bloxage of the city of Salford. She crushed at national, yeah. uh, national summer champs this summer mm. in Sheffield, but she is still 13, 14. Yeah, got a few, potential few years to wait there. Um, I'm going to give you my answer. I'm going to go for, it's going to be a male swimmer, and I think I'd have to go for the pool, because I think Dan Jervis definitely has a chance. Any, on his given day, he could he could beat those boys, I reckon. Um, okay. Unlikely as it might seem, because those guys are so far ahead, it seems, at the moment. But I think Dan Jervis has got something special in the tank. I think that British record eventually goes, and it might be good enough to medal in any international meet. Um, and then does he go into open water eventually? I'm not quite sure. I think Toby Robinson also has a good shout in the open mm. water. So I'd, I'd, it's between those two, but I'd, I'd probably lean towards the pool swimming because I think Dan might just get it eventually. Okay. Hmm. It's interesting. I think there's just slightly, slightly more of a focus on pool distance swimming in this country. When you've got the likes of the Swansea setup have a very good um, distance mm. program. So do the Loughborough University, which is yes, Andy Manley's got a very good squad there. I know the best swimmer out of that lot is Daniel Whiffin. So he's not quite, I wouldn't count that as British. He's Irish. Yeah. Um, yeah, I get the logic. I get the logic. Mm. I was wondering if an open... Well, maybe a Toby Robinson springs a surprise because anything can happen in open water. I think that one's a bit more unpredictable than the pool. Yeah, I suppose because in open water, they usually huddle together until the last, let's say, 400 meters. That's when they all start making their move and start sprinting. I mean, let's say a 10K open water race and they're split by like hundredth of a second. It's quite incredible. So, yeah, anyone yeah, the women get their hand there. Yeah. yeah, crazy. Go on, you've got one more okay. British one. One more British one. What's more likely to happen? A new national centre is formed at okay. a certain university, a certain pool, or GB produces an NCAA champion. Ooh, okay. So both, I think, are extremely wild predictions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because yeah. you can't predict either of them, really. We have no knowledge of either of them at this point. There's not a GB swimmer out in America who I think is going to win. And NCAA is right now is going to be a hypothetical in the future. Yeah. Okay. So the swimmer has to be British, but they're racing at NCAA. So, for example, Alyssa so Wilson, at an American. Yeah. If, they, if yeah. she were to win a medal, that counts. Mason Wilby, if he were to no, win no, a medal. No, no, no. Not win a medal. NCAA champ. Champ. Oh, he has win to win. Gold. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's harder now. Okay. Um,. Is it likely that they're going to make another national centre? Where would they put it? This is interesting. So currently, you may think that there's more than one national... or You may think that there's a fair few national centres, but there are only two. So there's one at Bath and there's one at Loughborough. Stirling is not a national centre, nor is Swansea, nor is Cardiff. So there could be the scenario that Sterling turns into a national centre rather than they create a new squad at a new pool. Mm -hmm. That has to factor into your scenario. Interesting, because I kind of, in my head, considered Sterling to already be a a national centre. So the fact that it's not, will it make that transition? I don't know how much would actually change for it to become a national centre, to be fair. Um, And I suppose when you look at it on a, like if you look at the UK on a map, it kind of Scotland, you've got Wales, and you've got the north, if you like, in Loughborough, then you've got the south in Bath, and then there's really kind of an area missing in London, so there could be one to fill so I thought, yeah, that's London Aquatic Centre sort of area. Um, is it unlikely? I've, I've literally got no idea. <laughs> no idea at all. Um, 
But that's interesting that you threw in that Sterling isn't a national performance centre. Not based on... So it's called a performance centre on British Swimming's definitions. They have two. They only have those two. It's interesting. Hmm. Or do we have an NCAA champion? That's quite unlikely. Although there's a few, a fair few British swimmers going over to America. Tamron Van Salm is making the jump over there. Just going, yeah. Yeah. So I think that's going to be more of a regular occurrence, to be fair, of our swimmers going over to the collegiate system. I think I, I'd say for sure because there's going to be less spaces at these big universities unless they expand mm. one or two of them. Yes, yeah. In this country. So more will be going over. And we know yeah. there's been quite a lot of success at the junior levels in swimming. Yeah. So I would, if I were to choose, I'd much prefer there being a British swimmer to win NCAA. So I think that would be incredible for us to be able to get a national, effectively a national champion in America and then come over here and then represent GB at Olympics and potentially win. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Um, but I'm going to lean towards there being another national centre. I know John Ruddy's adding quite a few national centres in Ireland, and I don't know if then GB or England will count. Yeah, yeah, will then follow suit, kind of thing. So I'm going to lean towards the national centre more so the, than the American champion, although I'd rather the American champion. <laughs> okay, I've covered it's all bases because in, in factoring in my head, I think to me British Swimming has got the most. I think it's got the highest funding it's had since London. British Swimming, given all the success they had at Tokyo, and in all of that success, in all of that high funding, Sterling still isn't a national centre. Hmm. So for it to become a national centre, I think there has to be a lot more funding. Again, this is completely hypothetical. We don't have the research. We don't entirely have the knowledge behind it. It was a bit of fun. Hmm. Um, is there a chance that an NCAA champion is British? I think it's highly unlikely given the strength and that is the focus. Like for a lot of kids over in America, that is the goal more than mm. like Olympics half the time. Sometimes, or yeah. The Olymp- yeah, so oh, I think both are <laughs> extremely unlikely. Extremely yeah. unlikely. And I was leaning towards NCAA if I'm honest. Oh, wait, yeah. Because I just don't see how the setup now changes. I think yeah, it's, it's very a much working a coin model. Flip. Yeah, it's a coin flip. I mean, Sterling had a loss of success, so why would you change it at the moment, I suppose? It works. But this, this could be a decade or two down the line, so you just have no idea. Yeah. But yeah. Coin flip, don't know. Leave your comments, everyone. I've got no idea, so it might happen, it might not. I'm going to go with that. Both are probably unlikely. Yep. Uh, right, you go. I've had three now. You go. Okay, sure. Um, I'm going to go and talk about these world records. Which is more likely to fall? The men's 800 free? Or the women's 200 fly? Oh, this lines up very nicely with one of my questions. Um, The women's two fly. So you think the men's 800 is the hardest world record in swimming? Has anyone ever got close to that? (laughs) Well, no one's really got close to the women's 200 fly either, to be fair. Both Both are impossibly hard to hit, you know? Honestly, I think I go the women's two fly because of Summer Macintosh and the potential. The the men's eight free. I don't know how that goes. I just don't. It's no one's got close to that. No. And I, I admittedly, no one's got close to the women's two fly. But you have someone there who is crushing times with massive scope for improvement at fifteen. Well, that would be my argument. Yes, Again, and I suppose 
I am in no way, shape, or form saying Summer Macintosh is breaking that world record. Mm. I say it's more likely that the women's two fly goes compared to the men's. See, this and is my thinking. Me. My thinking is that we are experiencing almost a golden age in men's distance freestyle, right? I think you'd probably agree. And yep. they aren't actually close to that world record. And we're in a we're experiencing some of the best distance swimmers that we've probably ever had and they're nowhere near whereas on the women's side yes they've they've got nowhere near but like you say you've got this young prodigy who honestly i don't think any of these world records are going anytime soon um but i think the one that's more likely to go because of a certain summer summer mcintosh i'd have to say the 200 fly for the women is more likely to go so i'm on the same sort of wavelength as you okay okay Mm. Yeah. Okay, so my final question was very much along these lines. It was really similar. Okay. What's more likely to happen? The men's 800 meters freestyle world record goes. So, again, <laughs> oh, right, a okay. bit like yours. Yeah. Or we see Michael Phelps swim a competitive race again. Hmm. Now, you'll have to say what competitive means because it could be just an expedition, something like that, or is it not like an expedition? A, pool, a, license, or... a licensed meet where his time would count against the system. So he could race one race at ISL. That sort of, that's what I'm thinking. And he could race at someone like Masters? No. Ah, not Masters. Cause not if you Masters. Said... I'm going to say not Masters. Otherwise, okay. that's really probable. Yes. Yeah. I'll Personally. Say if, yeah. If, if Masters was available, I think, yes, Phelps would probably race in that. He can compete elsewhere, but not in Masters, basically. Is yeah. What so he like, could com- essentially in the UK, he could complete at a level two open meet if he wanted to. That would, <laughs> I'd count that. Okay. Yeah. So Bucks, for example, he could just race at Bucks. Cause that's yeah, because your times right? count for that. Yeah, your times count. But he's okay. never racing Bucks. <laughs> Okay, no, 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 no. But, but a the... licensed meet, that's what I mean. A licensed professional meet. Okay. Well, the eight, men's 803 isn't going. So I'm trying to get in my head, will Phelps just do one race? <laughs> and where would he do it? That's why I asked if he was going to do an expedition, because I think he probably would do that for, I don't know, money, sponsorship, whatever. Charity, um, yeah. Charity, yeah, sure. As part of like a fun relay, hundreds, hundreds, something like that, you know. Um but he's got a race individually. Can he be part of a relay? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, that opens a few doors. But he's still got to qualify for the relay. Yes. Hmm. <laughs> and that qualifying swim would count. Yeah. I'm, I'm throwing you two highly unlikely scenarios here. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to... Because I'd like to see it. I think I'd like to see Phelps come back for just one <laughs> more reckon? race. Just because that so the, the person who's been retired for years, <laughs> you think he's more likely to come back than anyone ever getting the 800 freestyle world record? Really? Because I, there's a ticking clock on the Phelps one. There's not a ticking clock on, the, on 800. That's true. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. That was my logic. Okay. <laughs> I think I'm just I'm just going with what I'd most want, I suppose. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. Yeah, because eventually you'd like to think that... World records will always going to fall at some point because people get stronger. But Phelps has not got forever to swim again. No, 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 no. If he was racing at Masters, if there's that option or an expedition, I would say definitely that. But if it's got to be a, a licensed meet where times count, yeah, I don't know if he's going to do that. I don't even know if is his kids going to be competing at some point. Would he then be part of a relay team of his child? Relay I don't know. team? Oh, that'd be cool. <laughs> yeah. a bit like what LeBron does in the basketball relay team. Yeah. 
Um, all right, yeah. All right, you've kind of actually turned me a little bit. You know, I'll, I'll right. The men's age three is more likely to go then rather than a felt. Okay, okay. Yeah. okay. Yeah, you've turned All right, me. then. All final right. scenario then. This has been a very fun podcast. Final <laughs> scenario, Dan. Hit me. Hit me. Let's see where this goes. Um, all right, for a last one then. I've got... If you've got Popovich in the super suit era, would a 44 100-meter freestyle be possible? No. Ooh. Straight away, no. It's the supersuits was all about body type. So, I think we spoke to a swimsuit guy about this like years ago. The mm. the, the body type of those guys swimming a hundred meters freestyle then, they were giants. They were bigger. They were yes. absolute machines. They were gym rats. Let's put it that way. They were gym rats. Popovich is a skinny, skinny legend. The, yeah. I'm not sure his build would suit supersuits. Now we saw the world of swimming change to fit supersuits, and we've seen the world of swimming change away from that. There isn't those guys in swimming anymore. No. Not, I'd even say the 50 freestyle. The guys are not that big. Ben Proud is chiselled; he's ripped to the hills. But I don't think he's as big as your old school Alan Bernard. He was mm. giant. Yeah, he was a monster of a man. Um, yeah. So no, I don't think the super suit. I, it might help him, but I don't think it does. Actually, I don't think the super suit helps Popovich. Okay. Well, this is my thinking behind it: is that you know when Dressel tried it for his sub twenty and twenty, and he <laughs> yeah, that, that, and that he, show. yeah, and he effectively got nowhere near. Really, yeah. I think with the swimmers nowadays, they're not used to being that buoyant in the water, and so yeah. effectively they're swimming a different stroke compared to what they would be used to be doing in just textile suits. Mm. So actually, I think it would hinder him, a bit like what happened to Dressel, it would hinder him being high in the water because his body's not used to it. You'd be using different muscles. Well, the same muscles, but in a slightly minuscule different way. So mm. I would agree with you. I don't think a 44 would be possible. I don't think it's possible anyway. Only short no. course. Long course, I just think it's way out of the, out of the question. Um, interesting that you just you thought of that immediately. Cause I, oh, I, straight away, straight away. Yeah, I thought that as well. Right, I got one more fun one, just as a little bonus one for you, because it's right, a bit of fun okay. for you. Me, it's a bit of fun. Me. I got that one too quickly, duh. Yes, yeah. Who wins? <laughs> who wins this race? Ben Proud in a parachute, or yourself? Oh, Ben Proud in a parachute. <laughs> 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 uh, that was also too on that point. That's a very good place to end this podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it's been a lot of fun doing these what's more likely scenarios. If you want to have your thoughts and opinions, head over to the Propulsion Swimming Twitter page after this podcast is live. We will put a poll out for every single scenario we put out there. See what you guys think. See how wrong Dan was at the Popovich versus Milak scenario at the start of this podcast. Um, but that just about rounds up this week's episode of the Propulsion Swimming Podcast. If you have enjoyed it, please subscribe on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. And from myself and Dan, we will see you on the next one yeah thank you for listening everyone leave your comments down below to prove that i was right about the first question <laughs> until then we'll catch you on the next one you've been listening to the propulsion swimming podcast with scott and dan we want to thank you for joining us and invite you to subscribe to the show as well as checking out the propulsion swimming youtube channel for weekly tutorials and videos to get your swimming fix we will be back next week until then we'll catch you on the next one